they, the, what, what is that exactly, Deb? It's the uh, it's, the most uh, logical explanation is usually the correct the right one. one. Yep. yep, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, the other next number two on the list would be drones, one of these drone clubs, and they just happen to be operating about that time. Maybe practicing before a big show. Or the invasion is on. (laughs) I hope you don't think I've lost my marbles, and uh, I hope you know what this is all about. And if you don't, well, then I guess we're being invaded. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Do you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Yeah! Fits perfectly. We got a little, a little something brewing here. A little city-county, a little municipal throwdown. I like it. It's getting saucy. We should have him play pickleball or something. <laughs> there should be a match of some sort. Right? Yes. Feats of strength. Right. Yes. So... You hear this all the time. Politics is boring. And I don't even know if this qualifies as politics. But there's a pretty sexy back and forth going right now between Washington County and the city of Milwaukee. Pretty sexy back and forth, strongly worded comments. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ready for this? See, I like when politics gets a little sporty. Now you want to get nuts? In this corner, Washington County Executive Josh Shulman. A lot of folks widely believe he's running for something that's not Washington County Executive one day. So always putting his name out there, put his stamp on different things. 47,000 views to his recent social media post that cracks on the newly activated city sales tax in Milwaukee and boosted sales tax in Milwaukee County. Come to Washington County, he wrote, for the savings. Stay for the quality of life. Come on, let's get nuts. And in the other corner, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, who didn't so much like that post. So this is about the city sales tax. City and county. Yes. City of Milwaukee, of course, raised its sales tax or introduced for the first time ever a citywide sales tax of 2%. Milwaukee County raised its already existing sales tax by 0.4%, so it's up to 0.9%. So the Washington County executive was pointing out, commented on a post by TMJ4 News about the city and uh, county raising taxes in Milwaukee. He links to this furniture store in Germantown and says, hey... Exhibit A, in the city of Milwaukee today, you'll pay an additional $60 for this bedroom set. I thought that was fair. Dollars and cents. He laid out there, here, we have lower taxes here in this community, and if you live over there, it's worth the drive out here to on a $2,500 bedroom set or whatever. If you're buying a big ticket item, come on, see us in Washington County. What did he say? Come to Washington County for the savings. Save, stay for the quality of life. <laughs> okay, that was fair. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, though, sought reaction to that post from Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, who had this to say. I thought, and he was referring to Showman here, his comments, were unfortunate, knowing that all communities need revenue. If folks are looking at a high-quality dinner or theater or fine dining experience, they can come here, or they can go to Cracker Barrel there. <laughs> No. You just got roasted and toasted and burned like a marshmallow. <laughs> so my primary objection to this is I'm offended. I love Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I love Cracker Barrel. I, Ain't nothing wrong with that. I can't remember the last time I've been to a barrel. I'm not mistaking Cracker Barrel for Moe's a place for steaks, <laughs> but sometimes you want you some Cracker Barrel. So one, one is a, a franchise restaurant that's all over the country, and you're talking about other ones that are more unique and specific sure. to Milwaukee. And, and the mayor's right. 
Milwaukee has unique things. It's the economic driver of the state. It is our cultural center. We have so many great things that I have zero problem with. In fact, support him in trumpeting all that's positive in the city. Sure. I just don't get why you had a crack Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so what, if he had said McDonald's, it wouldn't have mattered? No. Well, Or do you think it's because it was Cracker Barrel? Is that no. why? Wow, I hadn't even thought of How that. How did you not I hadn't think even of, thought of that? Come on. Really? Man, I don't peg Kev for that. Do you? I don't know. I, I, who knows? But that didn't really, that didn't even enter I guess your he mind? didn't say Denny's. <laughs> they got a, what else they got? They got an IHOP out there. I don't right? know. I, Which all are good. Okay. I'm just, I'm saying he could, he could have clapped back without cracking Cracker Barrel or making people mad about that. Who's mad? Like, I love it. Only me. Because I love Cracker Barrel. (laughs) And no one ever rips Milwaukee, by the way. Right, ever. So I'm just anxious to see how that continues to play out if they go at each other directly. Maybe they have a debate. Who just debated? We had Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Just have have a debate. You're right. We should. Here versus there. Why not? This Milwaukee is, v. the suburbs. This is oh, just debate. Great, yeah, because that's what we need. We need to pit more division. Well, it's out the there suburbs. anyway. Just then have it out, air it out. That's fine. And I support both. I've been basically a suburbanite for most of my life. I mean, we grew up. I was born in the city, but moved to Wauwatosa when I was really little. I know. So I grew up in Wauwatosa. But as such, back in the late '80s, early '90s, we were always very connected to the city. Oh, I know, yeah. And know you. you know, my grandparents lived on the south side, both sets, and you know, all that. So. I had that blend, was once a homeowner in the city of Milwaukee, now back in the suburbs on the south side. So kind of I've been on both sides of this, and I I do ultimately want everybody to get along. And I do ultimately think that what's best for us collectively is some regional cooperation. And you've seen better regional cooperation over the years. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind a little spat. Good. Air it (laughs) out. juicy spat. Yeah. All right. Another showdown, I mentioned this earlier too, the uh, Milwaukee County Executive David Crawley, who will surely be – Running for or who is running for re-election? That rate and likely also eyeing higher office at some point. A lot of fo- boy, could you see that? I mean, he's not in this yet, but maybe he can crack on showman a little bit, and those two can run against each other for something. But either way, uh, looked like he was going to run unopposed, but uh, apparently there's another ch- there's a challenger in the race. Um, widely expected to coast to re-election is Crawley, but the challenger is someone whose name you may know. Last 13 years, she's spent running for everything. She runs for state rep. She ran against Cav in the last uh, mayoral election in Milwaukee. She's run for a couple aldermanic seats, I think. She's running for everything. She loses every time. Her name is Aisha Griffin. She is challenging Crawley for the county's top job, quoted in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel as saying, I call David Crawley just a smiler. All he does is smile. <laughs> they don't address the real issues that are going on. All right, cool. Interesting. All right. So maybe she'll make a race of it. Griffin's committee name is the Poor People's Piece of the Pie Campaign. There you go. Which some might find more palatable than her previous slogan when she first popped on the scene running for state assembly in 2010. Not the white man's... See, I I think this is a great strategy. Because otherwise, you wouldn't have brought her up at all. That's right. If I hadn't remembered... Because I remembered Mm -hmm. that one. Yep. Not the white man's you got, beef. You got you to do something different. She wanted list. She wanted that listed on some sort of official document, and they didn't let her. <laughs> like, um, we're, look, we're not going to write this here on this thing. So that's happening locally, nationally today. I just wanted to bring this up because President uh, Biden is going to get a lot of coverage today. It sort of feels like a campaign launch. And his first ad for the 2024 campaign is coming out. Yep. 
today or is out. And then today he's making a speech in Pennsylvania. And the speech is widely touted to be a nod to or an, a look back at the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. And we had Karen Travers from ABC News on with us this morning. She's the chief White House correspondent, and she's traveling with the president today. We'll be uh, heading to Pennsylvania. It's her to- hometown, Karen told yep, us. Yep, yep. So the president's going to go make this speech, and he's going to talk all about January 6th three years ago. He's going to make it about... If you, if you vote for President Trump, the far-right MAGA Republicans, as he calls them, and whatever, that's a threat to our democracy. He's going he's gonna, to – these are the themes look, yeah, right. that he's going to bring up. Look at and, history. Look what happened a few years ago. Yes. And it's also a big part of his ad that was launched today. I just question – and I don't want to relitigate January 6th right now. People have differing opinions about what happened. People are sharing different what they believe to be facts, whatever. I don't want to relitigate that. I just want to look at it purely politically as a play by the president. Is this working for him to continue to pick that scab and not just pick it, then poke his finger into the skin, into the blood that's been revealed there and poke back at it and bring it up again and again? And I'm not saying get over it. That's not not my message here. But if the president doesn't get past it in his campaign messaging, is it working? So I asked Karen that question, and here was uh, her response in part. It's a really interesting question because, you know, when you Thank look you. at polls, people are concerned about pocketbook issues. They're concerned about, you know, what the economic trends are right now. And there was actually a poll out this week uh, from the Washington Post and the University of Maryland, specifically on January 6th. And it found that, uh, you know, views of that date and, and what happened there have grown increasingly divided along partisan lines. And there's been a lot of misinformation about that. Twenty five percent of Americans in that poll believe the falsehood that the FBI was responsible for the January 6th attack. 77% of Democrats say that those in the mob that day who entered the Capitol were mostly violent, but only 18% of Republicans say that. So it's really striking how that event has become very partisan, too. And so when you see the campaign and the president uh, focus on that day, focus on this as a theme, is it something that is resonating with Americans? The campaign believes that this is something that's so important. Uh, that they think that this is a central issue for the president, for the campaign. Uh, and it's almost like they want to convince Americans of that. The president launched a new campaign ad ahead of this speech today, the first campaign ad of 2024. And he opens the ad by saying he's made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of his presidency. So for him, this is critical. And I still question whether it's working yeah, as it- a political strategy. Because everything inflates his likely challenger? It just seems like every time there's a new person coming out with the words, President Trump presents an existential threat to America or existential threat to democracy. And there are more and more of those prominent people who come out and think, look, I didn't want to do this, but I have to, I have to say. And every time that happens, it seems he only grows stronger. So what, the, polls, <laughs> the lead only grows larger. So what, then what's the strategy then? What actually just, deflates? Just not this. Not this. I mean, he could bring up the jobs report came out today better than expected for December. According to Karen, that's probably where he should go. At least that's what the polls are saying. I just think is this being a primary pillar of the sitting president's reelection campaign. I don't think that strategy is working. I feel like we've heard this speech before. People have sided off on the information that they've been given about January 6th. And I don't disagree with you. I guess my point is no movement there. But what could what wouldn't do the inflation? 
Meaning like inflate right, right, right. The, the, the former president. I mean, there's a, the House Democrats had a report come out yesterday that said that when uh, Trump was in office, what, he made eight or nine million dollars, according to their report, um, from foreign entities while he was president. That didn't hurt him. <laughs> that just inflated <laughs> yes, him even right. more, right? So like, what's the strategy then? I think as we've looked at the polls, and again, the only polls that matter are when people actually start voting in these caucuses and in these primaries. So we'll see how it actually stacks up. But if the polls are anywhere near accurate, uh, former President Trump is, you know, boat racing his way to the nomination in the GOP. The only yet remains, according to the polls, also the only candidate who's vulnerable to Biden. (laughs) So, okay, GOP voters go that way and, and make him the nominee. I think President Biden has to make it about other things. And I know there are a lot of, you know, a lot of middle of the road conservatives, more moderate conservatives or even deeply conservative people who aren't on the Trump train. Just don't like him. Who are saying, well, what am I going to do if it's these two? Who am I going to vote for if it's Biden and Trump again? Because, no, I don't want to vote for former President Trump. But also, I don't like what I see here. And if he can present some sort of this is what I'm going to do. This is what your next four years are going to look like instead of this is what it was like three years ago. And these are all the bad things that happen and just keep picking that scab over and over again. Again, purely from a political standpoint, as you analyze the strategery of it, I don't think it's worked so far. I feel like we've seen this speech many times over and it's not resonating. Move on to something else. And that's not to say get over it. It's to say get past it and offer something else or else I know it's going to be a closer race than a lot of people think. 826 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Want to revisit this. I don't know that we've reached conclusion. I got an extraordinary message from a friend. The voicemail left last night. And it's about something that he saw in the sky. This would be last night over Lake Michigan. About 5 or 5.15 in the eastern skies, I saw something absolutely bizarre. They were soundless. About 15 to 30 orange lights hovering coming from the north going east like i saw them over lake michigan from silver spring anybody else see this now <laughs> let me let me tell you first a couple of things that i really appreciate first just right off the bat the detailed the report. detail the fact that he calls you <laughs> well, then, i am want to know about these things and then left a voicemail <laughs> who leaves voicemails anymore it, my friend I was glad, it. well, because it. it's great. more detail than he wanted in the text, you know, like than a text. Sure, and we, yeah, and okay. we communicated back and forth. And first of all, I believe him to be of sound mind and body. Okay, good. good. <laughs> this is a normal guy. Yep, he's yep. not a kook in any way. All right. But he's like, and he even kind of alluded to it. He's like, look, maybe you think I'm crazy, but I'm just, I'm just telling you what I saw. Yeah. It looked like they were drones or they looked like they were helicopters, but they just kept coming and coming and coming. And they were all, all orange lit. So my investigative prowess was first I took to Twitter or X, um, looked through Insty, some other things like Great Lakes, Lake Michigan, yeah. lights in sky, you nothing, know, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing. Just so first was comb social media, see if, oh yeah, that's this. I texted Niznansky because he was on weather last night mm-hmm, over at mm-hmm. four. I'm like, hey, 
Is there any weather explanation or have, have you heard of this? Is this going on? Because sometimes people call the weather center. Anything sure. that happens in the sky, they figure, well, that's Niznanski. Right? <laughs> right? He's you the know, weatherman. Right? So I know who you called after that. So I got on the phone and I called Sean Went. Yeah, and I said, Sean, I need some help. Now, Sean, I need some help. Sean wasn't available. So Niznanski, he's like, I got nothing on this, but I'll look into it. He found nothing. Okay. You're better at looking for stuff than me. I don't know what sort of so algorithms I you're found, using. But. I found orange, floaty, drone-like yes. lights floating above northwest Milwaukee on Reddit. So there's pictures and video, but that wasn't from yesterday. It was seven months ago. Yeah. But it, it fit the description almost to a T. looked like they were drones or they looked like they were helicopters, but they just kept coming and coming and coming, and they were all, all orange lit. So it was the orange that kind of threw me off. I yeah. first thought Starlink, Yeah, as I did thought, you, yep, right? Yep, yep. And that's Elon Musk's uh, set of satellites that sort of run, if you've ever seen them in the night sky, it's extraordinary. And it is a little bit jarring. You're like, wow, it looks like a train running yeah. across the sky. But I thought based on his description, one, the orange threw me off because I've never seen them to have an orange tint and then say an orangish hue, if you will. Uh, but also, like, I felt like he was describing something lower. Yeah, my drones friend. and helicopters. Right. But I suppose, depending on your perspective and how closely you are able to pay attention Maybe. So I did a little bit of searching up, was trying to find some drone clubs that may have been doing some practice runs or something like that. And I discovered that there, according to UAVcoach.com, where to fly a drone Milwaukee section. Okay. They say the top five best places to fly a drone in Milwaukee include Atwater Park, which would have been kind of near. Yeah, geographically. Atwater yeah. Park's right at the end of, of Capitol Drive there on Lake Michigan. Yes. And so it's an uncontrolled airspace, so you don't need to register or log your time there. You have to file a flight plan yes, as you did. You. If you're on yep. the south side and you're near the airport, Shore, you have to yep, file yep. a flight plan before you put your drone up. Yeah. And South Shore, by the way, that's number one on the where to fly your drone. Oh, right. Anyway, Atwater Park But so the there's, a, there's a local drone club, too, right? Like there's in Milwaukee? S- several. Several? <laughs> there's a lot of different drone clubs. Um, so anyway, so that didn't get us anywhere. So you think not that. I don't think drones anymore. You're back on Starlink. Why? Because, thanks to an astute listener who sent me the, the coordinates to follow up on this, findstarlink.com is the website. According to findstarlink.com, where you put any location, and it'll tell you when it was going to pass over that area and when it will in the future, too. Apparently, Starlink floated over Milwaukee yesterday at 5.48 p.m. <laughs> so right <laughs> so in right the time. right at that time frame when he said this was Could happening. it have been the setting sun? Now, that's well after... S- I'm not completely convinced that it's Starlink. Well after sunset, could then? it have been the setting sun giving it that orangish hue, Deb? That's the thing. I don't know if that would come up as orange. That's why I was like, it doesn't seem... Because every time I've seen Starlink, it's been like little white dots all the way yeah. lined up. Yeah. Like Actually, It's almost like a, a jellyfish string kind of just stretching across the sky, floating by. Maybe, Somebody just texted. Maybe, though, when you look at, you know, sometimes the windshield has that little bit of like a... Oh, yeah. The tint a, to a it. tint yeah. to it. Maybe he saw it through the top windshield Okay, maybe. Tint. Yeah. Texter just said, closer to sunset, Starlink comes over. The more orange, yellowish they will appear because they are lit by the sun. There so that go. was my thought okay. of where you might get the orangish hue is because it's around that time shortly after sunset where you know the sun is still over the horizon but might reflect off and give it that... Or it was lanterns being lit. Yeah. That was suggested. Because the way he described it made it sound like they were kind of bunching up, not really in a line, right? It did sound like that. All right, I I will settle on this. Most logical uh, possibility would be Starlink. Has to be. With the orange issue from the setting sun. (laughs)
Okay, right, right. <laughs> the, the, what, what is that exactly, Deb? It's the uh, it's, the most uh, logical explanation is usually the correct the right one. one. Yep. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, the other next number two on the list would be drones. One of these drone clubs, and they just happen to be operating about that time. Maybe practicing before a big right. show. Or the invasion is on. <laughs> I hope you don't think I've lost my marbles, and uh, I hope you know what this is all about. And if you don't, well, then I guess we're being invaded. 8.45 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're up against the weekend here, and weather remains mostly quiet. Uh, we do have a chance for snow showers late tonight, and then continuing into early Saturday. Might get up to an inch of accumulation. Sunday looks quiet, mostly cloudy with some flurries. Monday quiet, too. And then Tuesday is the chance for snow. How much? And it could be anywhere, right? We're talking nothing to a lot. To Yeah, the big one. And we don't know how big, we don't know what. Uh, you and I both checked in with meteorologist Craig Copleen yesterday for his early look on yeah. this. He's like, I, at this point, you know, what's so important about this storm is the track. Do we catch a glancing blow or are we in the bullseye? And they just don't know yet. The data, you know, is not reliable enough this far I out. I feel like over the last few years, we're constantly getting the glancing blow from a storm tracking to the south. Yes. We're, the, we're in the... Where Chicago just gets hammered. We're in the quote-unquote bracing mode. We are bracing yeah. for we're, this big weather. We're about and it to doesn't batten right. down the hatches. We've been battening. The hatches are battened. <laughs> They're down. Prepping to batten. Right. So we will get a better idea of that in the coming days. Nobody's committing to this being the big one, but it's it's possible. What's interesting is sometimes when a storm misses you, it's because it didn't come together. Right? It just... Oh, that never happened, right? There wasn't a snow event. Looks like everybody thinks there's a snow event headed our way. Whether or not it hits southeast Wisconsin, that remains the question that is still open. So Monday night into Tuesday, Tuesday in the... That's what we're looking at. 847 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Ten minutes before 9 o'clock as we look to take you into the weekend here on Wisconsin's Morning News. This morning it is time now for the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? All right, I have a secret, but I don't know if I should tell anybody because I don't really want anyone else to have it. But now I guess I have to tell everybody since I led with that. Can you relate to this in your life? Do you have something that's like kind of mundane in your daily life, but it's also a convenience. Like, it makes life better. In the grand scheme of things, it's really not a difference maker in your mood or in your activity, but it's still just that one thing that makes you feel special. You hit that green light on the way to work, that same intersection, always hit the green. That's awesome. Vending machine, when you get to work, never empty. It's actually just stocked right before you show up. Maybe the coffee maker is always clean right before you show up. Life's Best conveniences. And I think I have one. Honestly, the coolest one of all of those things has been happening to me for about two to three weeks. At the station here at the 3rd Street Market Hall in downtown Milwaukee, we have a parking garage attached to the building. Now, Vince, how do you get into the parking garage? You come in, you got your little uh, key card there, you scan the QR code, gate goes up, you go in. Eric, how do you get into the parking garage? I pull that little badge out of my pocket and I scan it on the thing and it opens the... Yep. Debbie, do you mind sharing your experience how you get in the parking garage? Sure, I blink and I suddenly appear inside the park. Of course I do the swipe thing Beep. in. Beep. So you guys all swipe in? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to. What? 
I don't have to. What? I pull up right to the gate. I don't even have to roll my window down. It says, thank you, Greg Hill, and I come on in. Okay, I don't what? have to scan How? anything. This has been happening for about two to three weeks, and every person I ask in this building gives me this baffled face. Like, no way this happens to Now, you. we should point out something. You said something very important there. You said, thank you, Greg Hill. And the reason you said that is because there is an actual monitor. Yeah. Yeah. So when Debbie badges in or it if I badge in, you, it'll Debbie say our name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have to badge in. That's- I pull up to the gate and it raises, says, thank you for coming. And it happens when I leave, too. Ha, ha, how? For how? about two to three weeks. I have no idea. Nor I don't even think I want the answer to what this awesome anomaly is. Everyone I ask around here is like, wait, that happens? We don't come in, and when you leave, it just opens. Just opens up. Swipe or try or switch switch cars with your wife and try it. Ooh, that's a good idea. See if it's your license plate that it's like somehow scanning. But anybody else? That's what I don't know. I'm like, unless you somehow had like the little tick marks, uh, you know, on a sign up or something. It's not like I signed up for anything. I don't have the app. Eric was like, do you have the app on your phone? I do not have the app on my phone. I don't either. I, I feel like it has to be your phone. Like, your phone has to be communicating. How? But, like, it's not even... There's. I use my phone to get into our offices. Sure, yeah, we all do that. But yeah. not the parking garage. Oh, I, let's. Hey, let's put this to the test. See what else you can get into. Stop out of Pfizer Forum for a Bucks game tonight and just walk in. See, now I have the expectation of walking up to an entrance and waiting for the door to open. <laughs> yeah, right. look like a Thank you, Greg Hill. Come on right in. I'm here. Hello. Go up to one of the Luxo suites. So Thank you, Greg Hill. Now we are going to follow this because, one, I've made it public, which might not be the best, but it was fun to talk about. Now, are other people going to get these privileges? Am I the guinea pig to the parking garage next generation? Ooh. I don't know. You're, you're evolved. I think so. Yes. It I could, think what's funny is you're excited about this. <laughs> I'd be scared. Well, listen. You're on the grid, man. Big brother, you can watch me as long as you open up my parking garage for me. I'm into it. Bring he's it like, on. He's got low standards. He's like, you know what? You can watch me, too, if you give me a million dollars every day. No, nah, I won't take a million just in a nice little parking spot at work. <laughs> that might be Skylink, too. 854 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast is sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Again, looking at Tuesday, where could have some heavy snow, where we could get a glancing blow from an oncoming storm. Today, mostly cloudy, high 37. Low down to 27 tonight with some snow showers moving in late. You know, I mentioned to Scafidi, hey, it might snow on Tuesday, and his response was, Shut the hell up! <laughs> okay. He That's just right. Don't... He's on record of being entirely <laughs> fine with no snow, for better and for worse. Steve Scafidi is next. Have a great weekend. Wisconsin's Morning News signing off.